Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. If you are really enjoying what we do here on the Internet Marketing Podcast, then if you could, please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app, of course. That would be fab. Um, it really helps us to grow the podcast and ensure we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Now, today I'm joined by Michael Brenner, keynote speaker, author, and CEO of Marketing Insider Group. Michael, how are you doing? I'm good, Andy. How are you? I'm very, very well. Where are you speaking from, Michael? I'm coming from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, here in the U.S. of A. Ah, I know. I'd it's imagine a it's about. Day. It's it's. Uh, it must be about what sometime in the morning over there now, because it's about four o'clock over here. Yeah, eleven a.m. and and about seventy-five uh, Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but uh, that's pretty nice weather. It sounds warm. <laughs> yeah, I'm inside. <laughs> and you're inside. Well, hopefully we won't keep you too long and you can get out in the nice warm weather. Um, let's start off, uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself and Marketing Insider Group. Yeah, sure. Yeah. After, um, you know, 20 year career, basically in, in sales and marketing, I took the, the leap of, of, uh, of faith and in, in insanity as my wife might, might call it, um, to start my own practice and essentially sharing the things that I've learned over the course of my career, trying to help brands become better marketers, uh, trying to help, um, marketing really kind of solve what I call the marketing problem that marketing has that we can't mm -hmm. deliver results with marketing activities and, um, and having a great time. I, I spend most of my time speaking. Uh, to audiences at conferences or individually at brands, consulting, and, and I do a ton of writing as well. Now, today's topic is sort of leadership strategies for the digital age. And um, I'm wondering, Michael, what's your experience with sort of execs and their sort of increasing expectations in the field of, you know, marketing, return on investment and results and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, I think that what's happened with the digital sort of technology disruption that we've seen, you know, really over what two decades now, is that we started to see this rift in marketing. Um, marketing, I think, used to be a strategic position. And somehow over the course of, you know, the mass media age, it became, I think, an order taker kind of position, you know, go go throw us, uh, you know, some uh, logos on the side of a bus or create some ads, you know, go to an agency to get them to create ads for us. And, mm. and really, I think marketing lost its strategic leadership position as the advocate for customers inside the, the organization. With digital, I think that rift has, has really started to kind of uh, demonstrate itself where we've got marketing that say, hey, in the digital age, we now can can really directly represent 
insights from our customers and help the organization as a whole understand what experiences they want, what products to create, how to deliver them. And so you've got strategic leaders in the marketing field taking one one approach. Um, the other is, you know, sort of the traditional approach of marketers that are just happy to be order takers. And so we're starting to feel, I think, a tension especially inside the executive leadership ranks mm. for those those marketers that that are you know maybe trying to change their perception inside the the executive team i mean there must be so it, it's probably it, it's a challenging area isn't it for execs what sort of are there some sort of common things that get in the way of results well so you know it's it's interesting if you ask ceos what they expect from marketing they'll say they want revenue um, mm. at the same time, those are execs are the same people that say, I want to see our logo on the side of a bus. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it puts marketers in this position of either, you know, either pushing back on their boss, which is not always an easy thing to do. Uh, we're finding the courageous marketing leaders are the ones that are doing that and saying, you expect results from us. You, you know, it's kind of like you want, you're asking us to bake a cake, but you also want to tell us how to bake it and you can't have it both ways. And so if I can, yeah, I guess that's a mixed met metaphor, right? You can't ask for a cake and tell me how to bake it and have your cake and eat it too. That's, that's yeah. a total mixed metaphor there. But, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's really the struggle that execs, that's what gets in the way is, is we have this extreme expectation for results, which I totally believe in. I've always believed as a former salesperson that marketing is much more than just what color is my brand and logo and you know, what fonts should we use? And it should de deliver quantifiable business results. But at the same time, we're getting asked by the, the organization and sales and marketing and product team and executives to do very specific things that they think will achieve those results. And oftentimes they don't. So that's really what gets in the way. And, and how do you describe that? That's why I think leadership strategies are important. Um, it's leadership, it's culture, it's change, mm. it's innovation, it's disruption. It's all of those things. Ultimately, it comes down to the marketing executives that are successful are the ones that are employing a leadership strategy for the digital age. I'm just wondering what form that takes because um, you talked about the sort of, um, you know, per perceptions and the things that get in the way of results, but sort of what needs to change to sort of fix some of these problems? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it needs to start with marketing leaders who understand that marketing is a business asset. And, and what I mean by that is that marketing does deliver real results. Uh, and as such, it's a strategic asset for the organization. It's a financial asset. It's a financial vehicle. And, you know, this is a conversation you, you can have with CFOs. I always tell marketers that, you know, marketing is kind of like a, an investment in your retirement. Um, it doesn't require additional investment every single month or year. It just requires a consistent and customer focused approach. And if you do that, just like your retirement account, if you invest a small but consistent amount over time, you're going to see not just an increasing rate of return, but an accelerating rate rate of return. It's a financial conversation. Mm. And so that's one of the things that needs to change is, you know, marketers need to be to understand how to speak in the language that the business understands. That's financial terms. Um, not just talk about, you know, pulling out some glue and some pens and some scissors and we're going to have, you know, creative class. Uh, it, you know, it, it, of course, it involves some art, but it's much more so about the science these days and, and applying the art to achieve a business outcome. You wrote a, a nice blog post on on the the digital sort of marketing lies that we tell ourselves, didn't you, Michael? Could you tell us a bit about that? 
<laughs> yeah, that was a rant. You know, I, I find that some of my best articles are are written and, you know, I get into this flow where I, I get angry and, and I kind of, you know, sort of spout something off. And yeah. that was one of those. I did that over actually over the holidays after reading an article in a in a magazine that I won't name. Um, but let's say it's, <laughs> you know, fairly, you know, rooted in traditional marketing um, mm. order taking kind of kind of uh, perception. And and yeah, so I started with, you know, after seeing a few lies being pr- pr- propagated in that article, I started with, you know, what I think are five real marketing truths. And, and I, you know, I, I, I could just cover maybe the main points. And, you know, number one is the customers at the center. And if the customer is at the center of everything we do, um, I don't know if you've all seen the United Airlines fiasco with pulling and yanking a customer off oh, the plane. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And, and I don't know when this was, when this will air, but, you know, this was just about three weeks ago. Mm. The CEO of United Airlines said just yesterday, if we put the customer at the center of everything we do, we wouldn't have these kinds of problems. And so that's that's really one of the biggest, if not the biggest marketing truth. Um, You know, another one kind of on a related point is that customers don't buy from us because of the products or the features or because of the color of our logo. They buy from us because of the sum total of all the experiences they have. And so, again, putting the customer at the center of everything we do, especially in marketing, is is so important. Um, it also kind of touches upon the humanity of marketing. And, you know, I talk a lot to B2B organizations and I always tell them that, you know, I joke with them that, you know, 85% of your buyers are actual human beings. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, it's, it's a joke, obviously a hundred percent of people that buy stuff are people, but yeah. I think we forget, we think that buildings buy stuff, you know, people do. And so, you know, the, 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 the problem this all creates is that we spend a lot of money. We waste a lot of money on marketing, not because we're trying new things that are focused on customers, but because we simply repeat the sins of the past. We're doing the same old stuff that nobody wants. You know, I, I don't know the last time that you were happy to see an, an advertisement. I, I can't imagine that there are that many <laughs> that you can count. And so those are really some of the truths that I think we sometimes forget in marketing. And then I went through a list of nine lies. I don't know if you want me to touch upon a few of them. but Oh, please um, do. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, one would be, you know, is spin up a website and that's all you need. Mm. And, you know, again, back to this sort of some experiences, we need to create experiences for our customers in all of the channels that they that they uh, want to, you know, engage with brands on. Now, so so I have some contradictory ones. So that's one of the lies that we believe that a website is all we need. Another lie on the other end of the spectrum is that we need to be on every channel. And I think a lot of marketers, you know, spread themselves too thin yes. and, and sort of look at, at putting themselves across every single, yeah. you know, we, you know, Hey, we got to be on Snapchat. Hey, we got to be on Instagram. <laughs> you know, well, if your buyers aren't there, you probably don't need to focus on it. Um, so that that's one, um, another one that I love to talk to folks about is that, um, social media is not owned media. And, you know, a lot of us experienced that when we focused on Facebook and then Facebook changed the algorithm to drive advertising sales and mm. the organic reach of content from brands on Facebook went from, something like 96% to something less than 1%. And and what that means is, let's say, you know, if we were following a brand, you were following me on on Facebook, Marketing Insider Group, um, whereas before, 96% of the people that liked my, my, you know, my Facebook account would see the articles that I posted to, after the algorithm, you know, 0.6%. That's, that's happening because Facebook owns Facebook, not Marketing Insider Group. So we don't own our social media accounts, so we can't rely on it. We can't build our platforms we you know we just need to think of social media as a mechanism for distribution not an owned platform um you know negative comments are bad that's one of my favorite ones i love negative comments Mm. because they tell me 
exactly, exactly what I'm doing wrong and how I need to change the approach I'm taking to the marketplace. Uh, you know, I think a lot of brands shy away from negative feedback and, and sometimes that's the best kind of feedback that we can get. Um, I got a few more. You want me to keep going? Give us a couple more because I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give you another, uh, d- dichotomous one. So, uh, the belief that everybody's going to love our content, uh, is one, you mm. know, there's a lot of product, especially product people. They're like, we're going to create this brochure because people love brochures. Guess what? Nobody loves brochures. <laughs> so, you know, everybody loves our comment uh, content is one myth. Another one on the total other end of the spectrum again, is that everybody's going to hate our content, you know? And I think sometimes marketers are shy about, about testing and, and really looking at, at different alternatives. And, and, you know, I think we need to, to realize that, you know, I believe in, in the sort of design thinking concept where, you know, uh, you know, you can't afford perfect and you're never done. And so, you know, just throw things out there and start seeing what, what works and what Mm -hmm. resonates and then start to learn from those things. So those are just a few, I think, um, I guess I'll, I'll finish with one that I think is probably really relevant to your audience. And that's, um, SEO doesn't matter. Right. That's, that's my ninth one. And, and I think it's really important to your audience because, you know, most of the marketing strategy work that I do with my, my clients starts with a deep understanding of the keywords that, that, that people are using. Mm. And the reason for that is that when we have a question, we go to Google and we ask Google that question. (laughs) SEO is still extremely important, if not the foundation for all of the marketing that we should be doing. Because if we put our customers at the center of our marketing, then we realize our job as marketers is to answer customer questions. And the best way to see what questions they're asking is to go to, to, you know, search engines and see what keywords they use. So, so SEO is still super, super important. Now, you mentioned earlier about uh, the sort of um, traditional view versus the digital view of marketing, Michael. I was just wondering, how do we integrate the two? Yeah, I, you know, I think there's actually one really simple way to integrate, and and I'll 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 try to use a, a kind of a common uh, definition of traditional versus digital. So, uh, a lot of traditional marketers, especially in the agency side, uh, you know, with an advertising background, you know, they learned about reach and frequency. And you know, I remember even in college and university, I learned that marketing is about identifying your target, positioning your message, and then blasting it out as much as you can. It was like this, you know, it was like this rifle approach where you know we're gonna just gonna spray our messages out yep. all over the place and, and hopefully with reach and frequency will achieve some sort of a, a, an effect. Um, in the digital world, we tune out broadcasted promotional, uh, you know, brand messages. And so mm. the digital age is much more about engagement. And so I do think we can marry those, those, you know, those two ideas. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, I believe in blogging every single day. I think brands should blog every single day. And the reason for that is that your buyers are asking questions every single day. So reach and frequency are still important, but it only matters if you're creating content that people actually want. And that's the engagement, you know, side of the equation. So, so reach and frequency are dead. If we don't consider engagement, engagement doesn't work if we don't consider reach and frequency. So we have to marry these two concepts. So looking forward, this is where you get your crystal ball out, Michael. Um, what's next for marketing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, we're starting to see that, you know, the only marketing that really works is this authentic, customer-focused, human-engaging kind of content. And and what that means is that, you know, uh, David Packard famously said, marketing is too important to be left to the marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think what's next for marketing is that we're going to start to see that our employees are the really, are, are the best advocates for the brand. And, 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 
we can't ask employees to share, you know, promotional messages about how great our products are. Um, just having human interaction with other human beings, um, you know, from our employees to the marketplace is going to be, I think, is start going to start to be the the real focus for strategic marketing leaders as we move forward. Um, because I think it's the only authentic way to get, you know, human interaction uh, between a brand and, and the marketplace. That's interesting. I mean, for our, for our listeners, you know, from the, from the perspective of um, sort of, you know, um, leadership and management in the, in the field of sort of digital marketing, what would be one top tip or takeaway that you'd, could, uh, you could give our listeners? Yeah, well, I would say, I mean, I think it depending on where you are in the organization, if you're, you know, if you're a senior leader, I think um, culture is the new mandate for marketing, uh, creating a culture across the entire organization that's focused on delivering customer value. Um, I, I see that as the greatest challenge and, and opportunity for marketing leaders going forward. I think at the, at, you know, at the sort of mid to, to lower levels of the organization, you know, the message I would give is you're all leaders too. And mm. you need to fight for, you know, stop taking orders from above and, and your company needs you to push back on the ideas that, that aren't going to work that, you know, won't work. Uh, and so it's not so much about making it your job to change the culture, but it's your job to make sure that you're focused on marketing activities that deliver real value for your customers and impact for the organizations. So a collaborative sort of feedback type mechanism. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Michael. Um, tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and Marketing Insider Group. Yeah, sure. MarketingInsiderGroup.com uh, or use my favorite channel to connect, uh, Twitter, at Brenner Michael. And I uh, would love to connect with your audience there. Fantastic. Thanks. And thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com forward slash podcast. If you want to connect with me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you want to join the Site Visibility Group on LinkedIn, do that. We have an email address, podcast at sitevisibility.com if you want to email us. And we have a Twitter presence at Site Visibility. Well, thanks again. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Michael. Thanks, Andy. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. With the drag and drop theme editor, we don't need to hire a developer to do any coding. Each theme is automatically optimized on mobile. It's incredible. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Go to shopify.com listen to take your business to the next level today. 